Welcome to In My Bag with Backpack Jeff, where we connect with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And today, y'all, I got a very special guest here with me, man. My homie, um, activist, brand new author, all right? Um, my man, Ronnie Cloud Hill. What's going on, bro? What's going on, Backpack Jeff? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Um, I'm, I thank you for having me on your show, In My Bag, man. Yeah. Represent. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. No problem, man. We Hey, listen, man. Look. We, we bring people on, man, because we recognize people who are literally in their bag. I recognize people who are in their bag. It's just me doing this. Sometimes I got a little producing stuff like that in the back. But, uh, man, you're definitely a brother who's in his bag, man. And I want to talk to uh, – I want to just kind of dive right in, man, um, and, and tell us a little bit about this book that you have going on. Uh, it's called Blackwash, okay? Um, give us the whole title of it. Yeah, so the full title is Blackwash, The Untold Stories of Reverse Racism, and it's a, a, a satirical book. Um, as we know, as conscious black folks, we know ra reverse racism doesn't exist to the extent that white people try to make it. Um, if you hear that word, they say, oh, yeah, you being reverse racism. Re reverse racist, when you're calling out someone for being racist, uh -huh. um, it's, it's a slap in your face. Right. So uh, I wrote a book, took me five years, um, and it's, it's about the actual reversing of the racism that has happened here in America as well as around the world to black and brown people. Mm. And what I mean by that is I literally put black people in a position of power where we're doing the exact same thing to white people and uh, people of European descent. And the only reason why I've done that is because I – I'm a, a firm believer at, of you cannot truly understand something unless you experience it. Okay. So um, when we talk about racism, the white people are, in general, some people just throw it off. Slavery happened a long time ago. You get that right. narrative. Um, but when you have facts in front of their face and how there's certain uh, – so there's slavery, then there's Jim Crow, this civil rights movement – and they act like slavery just ended, and then we have freedom and equality. Right. No, it was never like that. It All was right. it was a phase. Okay, so so let's 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 start from the beginning, <clears throat> man. What sparked your interest in this subject in general? So my experience in society, man. Um, understand. I'm a sociology major. Okay. Um, that's my bachelor's, and when I actually truly understand systemic oppression and racism and how deep it goes within the system and the institutionalized uh, concept of America, it's not just, oh, you a nigger. It's, it's the system that they created, that the people in power created, and it's within our education system, our political system, right. the jail system, mass incarceration, the food we eat, mm -hmm. the air we breathe, um, this chemical racism. You know, there's uh, they have chemical plants in most hoods around America. Um, so black people are breathing a different air environment than uh, people in a, a urban area. So it's just understanding it and, and wanting to commit to some type of change. And uh, hopefully it empowers black people. And it also makes white people sympathize with our situation a little bit more when they can when they see themselves in that position. Um, Hopefully that's what it does. Okay. So I, I like that, man. Um, and I, I like how you talked about um, in, in the beginning where well, you kind of reference, uh, but I want you to talk about, you kind of reference um, some uh, personal, uh, personal things that you've been through. Mm -hmm. Right. So tell us about some personal experiences 
that you've dealt with yourself, you know what I mean, yeah. in regards to racism? Because it happens every mm -hmm. day. Absolutely. But you know what I'm saying? Tell us a, a specific scenario or example. So the, the worst uh, form of racism that I ever experienced, I was in South Carolina. I graduated from high school in South Carolina. Um, literally, it was a week prior, I performed in a talent show. I was dancing during that time period. I was dancing pop. Pop lock type type dude, <laughs> Chris Brown type dude, whatever. And I had I had a team, I had a group. We danced in a dance team at the talent show. Afterwards, we went to Walmart. We got to Walmart. There was a big fight that happened there. Um, actually, it wasn't even a big fight. The fight happened between two people, mm -hmm. but a lot of people from a particular high school was at that Walmart, right? Mm -hmm. They arrested two people that got in a fight that night. A week later. Knock, knock, knock at my door, 4 a.m. in the morning. It's like, wake up. I, I'm woken up with two two cops in front of me. It was a white guy and a black guy. Arrest me. Don't tell me what I'm being arrested for. Um, I had nothing to do with the fight. I get there. Still, uh, well, they got me. They went to somebody else, two other people's house after they got me. Um, took me in. Still don't tell me what I'm being arrested for. Um, get there. We find out the next day at the hearing, you was involved in a misdemeanor at Walmart. I'm not doing nothing. I'm on tape, literally just watching a the fight. There's white people watching the fight. There's everyone who was at the Walmart was watching the fight. Mm -hmm. If a fight break out, you're going to watch it. Unless they shoot, then you run in. But it was <laughs> right. just a regular fight. Um, so they literally, the, the, the county went to like 14 different students' houses a week later arresting kids for being involved in a fight that no one was involved in except for those two individuals. Mm -hmm. And they arrested two people that wasn't even there at the Walmart. One had an alibi. He was at, he was at work. And I think the other person, he was somewhere out. It was a, a woman the, uh, or a girl at the time. She was out with her father or whatever. So they literally just wa arrested black people from a particular school. Um, right. We fought it. Um, we got money for it, but we should have actually sued, sued to try to push for more of me and my parents. Um, but yeah, and just having, so the parents that I had, of course, they pushed for it. But if just, just imagine if you don't have parents that's going to fight for you. Mm -hmm. You would be in jail or you... That would be on my record right now. Right. Exactly. That right. would be on somebody's record who didn't have the knowledge to actually attack the system, yeah. knowing that this is wrong. Um, but nah, my, my parents wasn't going for that. They knew. Plus, literally, I was on, they had a video that came out after the hearing because they were trying to hide it. And uh, when it came out, there was a lot of students just standing there watching the fight yeah. that they arrested. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. So, so what... So are these the type of stories that's specifically in the book? No. Or like how, because there, there was a word that you used. What type of book is it? It's a, it's a, a non-fictional fiction. Okay. Satire. Okay. And so, that's another one, satirical. Satirical. Okay. okay. What, what does satirical mean? So satire is when you, you, you play on something that actually is going on in society. Um, and what I'm doing uh, by that in the book is... Everything in the book is actual facts. There's no fiction in the book. I have 
like 80 something references in the back. Everything's referenced that I use. The only thing that's fiction about it is there's a black person now in the position of a white person and there's a white person now in the position of the black person. So, for example, Tamir Rice is in the book, Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland. Um, we can go back to slavery with uh, everything that has happened. Mm -hmm. It's literally just now black people in that position. And everything that I'm, use, that I'm using in the book is reference with that. Right. So, okay. Yeah. All right, I, I like it. So, so what is it that you hope people, black people, get from this? You, you mentioned empowerment, yeah, empowerment. You know what man. I mean? And empowerment in what way? Talk us, yes. talk to us. So, so switching that narrative as a black person, I hope that we get a position of, or, 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 that mindset, that perspective that we need. Of course, it's fictional. This, this and that happened, um, but hopefully, it will empower us to see a different type of narrative because you're used to that submissive. Negro type narrative, mm -hmm. even with the the killings that has happened to uh, some of these black men and women out here. When after the world hears about it, they say forgive, forgive, forgive. Like uh, what was that white girl who shot that white cop who shot the guy eating an ice cream sandwich in his house uh, last wow. year? That, I didn't remember hear the about brother. That. No, you don't. The brother that that hugged her on the court trial. You don't remember when that happened? No, that man. was last year. I can't. Bokum Jean. He was, okay. a, he was a Haitian or a, a Jamaican or a Haitian guy. And there was a white cop. She went into the wrong house. She mm. thought she was going home, and she, she went into his house thinking it was her house. Killed him That's on the couch. Right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It happened yeah. last okay, year. I remember it was that. like last year, that. year before last year. Yeah. Yeah. And after it came out, literally the brother of the person who got killed like was very apologetic for the white person. For the right. The person, yeah, the, the murderer, person who shot, who shot his the brother. murderer, right? And it's yeah. like, why? Why would you ever do that? The same thing that happened in Charleston, South Carolina, with the nine individuals that killed in the church by uh, mm -hmm. Dylan Roof, right? Um, the pastor and everybody. Um, the church was like, forgive, 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 mm -hmm. and it's like, nah, we can't have that type of mindset and and expect for us to get out of the position we are in right now, right? Yeah. So what's what's the type of mindset though that that we should have or that we could have going into it? You know what I'm saying? Because um, the, the 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 thing about it is the action. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's it's the action. So what are some things that we can do as black men, as black women, mm -hmm. specifically black men for mm -hmm. sure? What are some of the things that we can do to help our brothers out, to help our sisters out, man? Because we have to, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have to be the ones that advocate mm -hmm. for us, number one, absolutely. and we have to be the ones that stand up for us. Yes, what absolutely. are some of the things that we can do? So to, unification is number one. Okay. Um, black people have to unify, unify um, in general, um, especially black men. It's, uh, it's too much, you know, um, competitiveness going on. Mm-hmm. Um, unification, we have to protect our sisters, we have to protect ourselves and our family if you got kids. Of course, you have to stand up and be a, a, pro a protector and a provider for for them. Right. Um, and that's lacking in some areas. Of course, they paint a picture as if that's the normal type black person, but it's, that doesn't exist. There's a lot of black men and women that's doing good for themselves and their yeah. family. It's just that propaganda on the screen that we always see. But uh, we definitely need to unify. I think if we unify and if we get knowledge of self, which is next, mm -hmm. knowledge of self, then we could come more out of the position that we are in right now. 
um, with unification, that that would eliminate a, a lot of stuff, man. Right. Because we are killing ourselves. Why don't white crime exist as well? And they try of to course. paint that narrative that it <laughs> doesn't. Um, people kill people who are in a proximity to them. Right. That that is sociology one on one. Right. Um, and so how so you you you're, you're speaking about unification. How how do we unify? Like what's Ooh. what's the thing that needs to happen for us to unify? Uh, that coming to realization that we have to love ourselves, man. Right. That that you're yeah. my brother. Right. That you're my brother, and you you're not the enemy. One. Right. Um, we're all in the same position together. Whether you're wealthy, more wealthy or not, you're still stuck in a position where the the dominant class in uh in America is holding a holding some type of oppressive forms against you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we have to come to that realization. Um. So yeah, love as simple and cliche as it sounds, man. <laughs> right. it's, it's, but it's, black it's love literary. needs to exist to unify. Black Absolutely. love needs to exist within within itself, itself. like with, within its own, you know what I mean? Uh, um, uh, race. I think yeah. I think we definitely need to, you know, get to a point yeah. where, man, we we can actually look at each other yeah. and just say, yo, like I, like man, yeah. I was, what was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. I was in Target, man. Yeah. I walked by a dude. I saw his shoes. I was like, "Bro, that's some nice shoes." I was like, "Yo, yeah. man, I like your shoes." Yeah. Like, bro, it's it's. I, I remember, bro, when it was yeah. a time where you couldn't even stare at a dude yeah. for too long before yeah. he like, "Damn, nigga, what you looking yeah, at? Exactly. What you trying to find?" And I'm like, yeah. "Bro, relax, dog." Like, I like you just, your shirt. Bro. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> like, dang, I'm just like, and and I and man, I talk. This is something that I've been talking yeah. about for a minute, man. Like, I know when I go out with my girl, like. Other women will see yeah. her outfit and be yeah. like, oh, my God, girl, yeah. your outfit is yeah. nice. Like, God forbid a girl, a, a woman has a tag hanging yeah. out in the back. Like, yeah. her girl, a girl, don't she don't even know what come up behind them. Like, girl, Snatch let me help you. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me help you. Let me, let me tuck that yeah. or let me help you. You know what I'm saying? Let me, let me get you right, girl. But uh, if another dude see another, he going to yeah. laugh at him. He going to clown him. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a bigger difference, bro. And I, I literally want yeah. us as men to, yeah. we got to get to the point, number one, where we feel like it's okay to compliment yeah. each other. Where number two, we don't have to be in competition yeah, with each other all absolutely. the time, bro. It's enough for us out here to all eat. I was just talking to Orville the Poet, bro. And you know I had my show on Wednesday. You yeah. was there. O had um, another show that mm-hmm. he was at, um, Just Mike. Mm-hmm. There was two shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Keish the Lioness had an event out in Baltimore. You know mm-hmm. she got her show. Keish the Lioness show was sold out. My show was sold mm-hmm. out. It the was. two shows that Orville was at was both sold out. That's mm-hmm. over... 400 people yeah. in poetry yeah. at the same time, in the same areas. day, yeah. within a 30-mile radius, yeah. though. Within a 30-mile yeah. radius. So there's more than enough out here for exactly. us all to eat if we're good. If you're good at what yeah. you do and if I'm good at what I do, I don't got to worry about, yo, uh, me and me teaching yeah. him is going to take away from me. Exactly. Dude, that's the reason why I got this podcast, yeah. for real. That's the reason why I'm doing it yeah. is because I want to give free game exactly. to men, exactly. to women, who anybody who is who wants to listen, who wants the information, who is willing to take the information yeah. and better themselves, Absolutely. I'm giving you free game. I'm not in competition with you. I don't have I don't have you to compete with have you. To. You know what I'm saying? Shouldn't have to. Like I'm I'm good enough to where I regardless of how it goes down, mm-hmm. life goes on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Regardless of how it goes down, I'm gonna win. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's a Talk, mindset. Yeah, it's, man, a it's, mindset. it's it's de- it's definitely a mindset, yeah, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Tell us how you you grew up in you grew up in South Carolina, like you said, right? No. So so my my background's wild. 
not wild. It's just a lot. I was born in Maryland, uh-huh. raised some in D.C., then I moved to South Carolina. Then you moved to South Carolina. Back. Okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, All right, so yeah. so you you uh, you kind of up and down the east yeah, east, yeah. east coast, east just coast, like me. Yeah. yeah, I got you. All right, so tell us how <clears throat> and what made you say going to college was important, bro? Because growing yeah. up in the time that we went to, you may be a first yeah. generation college student. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. What made you say I got to go to college? Um, well, my parents definitely pushed me for me to go to college more so. Um, than I did, but I was into basketball, of course. We played together. Right. Um, but I wanted to get away from the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I understand the, the money factor behind college. But when I went to college, like, I didn't have the best experience as far as, like, my educational experience. When I got there, I had, like, a 2.2 GPA app. Like, I was – That's what I, I graduated was, with, finished my bachelor's with a 2.2. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to four different colleges – my first year in college, Allen University, HBCU, I got away from my parents, and I just went crazy, buck wild. Mm-hmm. Party, 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 girls, basketball. That's all I wanted to do. Didn't care about schoolwork. I had a roommate. He was, in, he was in his side of the room, in his bed. We would wake up, look at each other from the other ends of the bed, and be like, you going to class? Nah. I bet we we about to stay and play 2K together. Play Halo. <laughs> Halo was a big thing right back then yeah, too. Right, yeah, at that time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We used to play Halo and, and and invite people over, man, and it took a mindset switch for me to understand education and knowledge is powerful. And that what came made, later. What made you what made your mind switch? I don't I don't know, man. Okay. I don't think that can be taught. Right. That's that's a sad thing because if it could Ignorance wouldn't be bliss. There, there wouldn't be so many people in the that mindset as it is as it is right now. Mm-hmm. It was just a switch. Like I, I've had and I have great parents, um, and it was never like I never had like a father who wasn't doing nothing for me or a mother that that wasn't doing nothing for me. So I had a stable stable household. I just wanted to be in the streets. That was the thing, you know. That was right. around. It yeah. was. It was. It was uh, popular or whatever. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was. That that yeah. lifestyle, that you know, yeah. the 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 movies that we watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? We we grew yeah. up in the era where you know, Juice, Page yeah, and Fool. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, like, it, oh, we wanted to be just like these exactly. dudes. You know what I'm saying? But that's not a life, bro. As we right. got older, we <laughs> realized like how like why is this something that's glorified? Granted, it happens, and granted, I'm not knocking people who do it. Right. But it shouldn't be the the first impression, or the only impression that Black people see of themselves, and that and sadly, that's what it has been for the longest. And uh, as you know, as an educated brother, like no, we are scholars, we're we're architects, we're scientists, we're professors, we're right. doctors, we're right. everything. Yep. And we had this prior to even European colonization. Mm-hmm. We had our own. And uh, until we get that knowledge of self and that unification, that self-love, that wanting to support black people, like you're supporting me for having me on that sh- on this show, and I thank you, and this is a beautiful thing, and I support you from c- for coming to your poetry events. Right. And we, like, bruh, like, that's what it's about. Building. Yeah. Building. Absolutely. And if you're enjoying this podcast, Anchor allows you the opportunity to show your support with a monthly donation as low as $4.99 per month. 
All you have to do is go to anchor.fm or your Anchor app and search In My Bag with Backpack Jeff and push support to choose the amount you wish to contribute to the growth of this podcast. All donations are appreciated and we thank you in advance for supporting In My Bag with Backpack Jeff, where we connect with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And now back to your episode. All right, so when we when we talk about building, man, how do we get to the point, right? Like what because me, I'm action I'm action oriented. Mm-hmm. I'm goal driven, I'm action oriented, I'm super focused, right? Mm-hmm. I would imagine you're the same Absolutely. way, right? So with, with within action, man, we need to we need to get a community of brothers together, mm-hmm. of men. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm just speaking for men. And mm-hmm. I, I like to speak just for men because I see women advocating mm-hmm. for women all of the time and I see it all the time Absolutely. and I love it, right? But mm-hmm. we need more men yeah. to come together, man, and actually build with each other, mm-hmm. learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Don't be, man, we got to get out of this uh, this mindset as men that I can't learn from you. Yeah. Like, this nigga can't teach me nothing. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Because we... We, we get to that point where yeah. it's like, nah, this nigga can't teach me Ego. The, uh, yeah. the, oh, the ego yeah. is so... The, ego. <laughs> uh, pr- yeah. Man, this, J. Cole got that new song yeah. called Pride. Pride yeah. is the devil. Pride is the and devil. I think it's got a hold on mm-hmm. me. And I was like, yo, when, when I listen to that song more and more mm-hmm. and the stories that he's mm-hmm. telling in that, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, this is crazy yeah. because... Pride literally is a that de- pride Absolutely. is a thing that keeps you from asking another man, yo, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. Right. So we need to get a group of men and we need to meet at least once a month, mm-hmm. man, in support of each other and find out and just learn from each mm-hmm. other, bro. That's one of the things, man, that I don't think that we're doing, bro, yeah. is like we're we're not coming together. Like yeah. we, we say that we need yeah. to come together. We need to, you know, um, be uh, more collaborative. We need to work mm-hmm. in cohesion. We need to do all of these things. But if we don't actually practice the the art of coming together or mm-hmm. the art of supporting each other, man, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So I don't want to leave this podcast today without something tangible in place, man, Absolutely. where we can say, bro. This is what we're going to start doing, or at least we're building a plan so that we can start doing this. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? What's yeah. your thoughts on that? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Like it. Okay. There's, there's, so there's there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do it. And right. That's the that's the that's that's the easiest thing. Like you said, you're saying something, and it makes a world of sense. Right. It's nothing that's difficult. Right. It's nothing that's hard. Meeting one day a week, whether it's virtual or not Mm -hmm. in person and just building together learning from each other and like you said pride will prevent people from doing things like that pride will prevent people from showing up exactly because they'll be like no i don't need this i don't need no i don't i I I got nothing i can learn right it's nothing that i can learn in this position right i'm good yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's crazy it's 100 percent crazy man so let's so let's talk a little bit more Mm -hmm. about the book specifically man so uh, it took you five years to write five it. Why did it take you five years to write it? Getting that information. Okay. I wanted to learn as as well as so things in the book I didn't know until I was doing the research. There's a lot in the book. Give an example. I'm pretty sure a, a lot of people didn't know about. So there's a term that white slave masters and scientists would give slaves who would try to run away from. Their, uh, their plantations. It's a term called drape the mania. And literally, it was big during that time period. We don't hear about it right now. The meaning of that word is um, 
slaves who were run away from their plantations were crazy for doing so because they were provided shelter, mm. food, clothing. So why would they run away? Mm-hmm. Why would what what type of mindset you have to be in to think that you're doing something that would benefit them when you know you're treating them not human? Right. They were a dog. They were they were a creature of their chattel. Shadow slavery was your your item, your material. You could do whatever you want to them. Um, rape, of course. The women got raped in millions. Men were even getting raped. That's something that a lot of people don't know about as well. A buck-breaking process. Um, on some plantations, they would take the most aggressive black man and literally rape them to make them more su- submissive. And they would do it in front of their family, their children, to, to like, I own you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do uh, against me because I just took the household of your family and and made him sodomize him or literally physically raped him. And right. This this has happened uh, countless times throughout our history um, during that time period, of course, and and no one talks about it. How how do you think that same mentality plays on us today, man? Uh, we're traumatized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like you, like you said, with the supporting ourselves, and you can uh, complimenting a, a, a man on just something as simple as a shoe. Again, we can do it now more so than five, ten years ago, because we were more aggressive. Like we were very aggressive, especially in the DMV area, man. And we man, still aggressive bad. now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we still it aggressive now, but it was w- definitely worse. But that's what it is. We're traumatized, man. So much emotional trauma and baggage that we're carrying as black people because we have, on one side, you got the oppressor. Then you have us fighting against ourselves. Um, And divide and conquer was the smartest thing that I think white people have ever came up with. Or the white people in the position of power when they could say, oh, turn them against them even though they're the same complexion. Uh, And they did that, again, uh, since slavery. They would take lighter people and darker people and fight them, put them against each other. They would put lighter people in a, a higher position of power. You might be the overseer on a plantation, mm-hmm. whipping a, a darker-skinned person. Right. Um, you might be in the house while a darker-skinned person is outside. That's something everybody as black people know. Um, so all this is in the book, but of course it's reversed to white people. And instead of... Uh, complexion it's like eye color or hair color they might take the brunettes and so if you're a brunette you're in a better position than a person who's blonde haired okay because blonde haired is a more synonymous with a caucasian or european descent Mm -hmm. um and brunette isn't um as well as names are being flipped so most people in the book have African names because, you know, you're, we have bl- white names because we were colonized by Europe. Um, our plant, we, we, most majority of black people have white names because of plantations. So Africa literally came to Europe and did the same thing. Now white people have African names. Hmm. Everything is reversed, bro. Everything and this is reversed. Literally, when, Dude, that, when that, you that start been, reading That must have been it, really difficult to write, man. Yes. Um, because yes. you have to like there are small in- intricacies and yes. details, man, that you that you have to get 
perfect. Per- yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I, yeah. To make it make Essentially, sense. Essentially, you definitely have to get it perfect for it to make sense, and, man. And check this. This is a kicker. So if you're a black person with an African name in real life, like Ashada Shakur, now in the book you have a white name because, you know, Ashada Shakur, she was proud of her African heritage. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, the, female, the white version of Ashada Shakur is in the book. She has a European name. Hmm. So okay. literally, dude, that the hey, intricacy man, is just that's, that's there. detailed <laughs> as hell, man. That's crazy, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. For your mind to even think of something yeah. like that, man. That's 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 yeah. genius. Now, did you self-publish? I self-published. Okay, yeah, what yeah. was that process like? So the process is well, I paid uh, a good a good person, Teresa uh, Wright. She has a, a, a brilliant um, business, and I used her for my first book as well, the poetry book that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she takes it through the pro- – of course, you have to write up your your work right. on a Word of document, course. whatever you use, it. sheet format. But she puts it into the format that a book's supposed to be. Everything's in my name, um, but she just makes it more tangible and more, you know – the 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 actual format that a book needs right. to be, and I don't care about that process, so I pay someone else to yeah, do it. Absolutely, man. I just came with with yeah. the work, and uh, the referencing process was hard. I mm-hmm. hate doing references. Yeah. I hated it in school as well. <laughs> and there's also an index in the book as well. So, and the index is your best friend. So, um, for the readers, for the people who have purchased it, there's a publisher note. Read the index because the index will have the the word that's being used in the book in the real word in real life. So, for example, it will have uh, Trayvon Martin in the name that Trayvon Martin is in the book, the white name that Trayvon Martin is in the book, and, okay. and so on and so forth. And right. there's literally like 200, 300 index words that's being reversed around. Um, from laws to cities to uh, people to to places to things. Um, wow, and man! It's just things that either I created a name or or I uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A synonym. So, like for example, there's something called the Casual Killing Act that has happened. Um, no, I'll give you a better example because this is something that a lot of people probably don't know either. There was a game that white people used to play and this is even after slavery it's called the african dodger they would they would play it at festivals and plays um where they would put a black person in like in front of a like a canvas and they head through it and they would throw baseballs at them at festivals and uh what do they call them carnivals and mm-hmm. festivals and literally they would either force you to do it or black people would get wages like five cents a day to be thrown, hit in the face with a fucking baseball, bro. Yo, that's yes. crazy, man. And so in the book, instead of the African Dodger, it's called the European Dodger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just certain things like that where you might pick up, you might not. So the index will have the page number that it's on and the words that's being flipped. The so that's why that's I say it's your, your best friend. Right. Um, yeah, man. Yo, listen, man. Listen. I, listen, I... I I hope y'all are paying attention because yeah. the 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 detail in a book like this, man, yeah. it has to be yeah. like super on point. But then also, man, this is one of them. But I like a book where 
you can have an internal conversation mm-hmm. or an internal dialogue with mm-hmm. yourself as you're reading the book. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you can challenge what's going on. And I feel like this is going to be one of those books where it's like, yo, I can challenge what's going on or I can see, I can reference. It's crazy. I can, uh, I can literally just like bring, I can put myself in that, mm-hmm. in that moment or in mm-hmm. that situation. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Man, that's, that's yeah. good, man. So where can the people get the book from? So my website is RodneyCloudHill.com. You can buy it through the website. You can go on Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble, um, Goodreads. It's on, yeah, four different platforms right now, which is all four. If you type in Google, your Google search, Blackwash, the untold story of reverse racism, it will literally come up. How did, how did you get the book to Amazon? I mean, to Amazon, well, to Amazon, so Amazon and to Barnes & Noble. Yeah, so if you if you go through Amazon, it, it automatically publishes on those on Goodreads and Barnes and Noble as well. Wow. Uh, if you you have to pay a certain amount, yeah, sure, um, sure, to to do that. Um, but to get it on Amazon, literally, you can you can self publish yourself. If you if you if you came up with a, a book and a concept you wanted and had all the documents, all mm-hmm. you have to do is submit it to Amazon. Okay. If it's in that that right format where you're you're ready to have it published and right. It'll be up there. so And, and it'll be just, up there. Yeah. All right. Well, look, y'all, do your homework yeah. on it, right? Do your yeah. homework on how yeah. you can self-publish this book, man. Because yeah. not only, like, is not only is the, the book this podcast, but the how he did it, right? Yeah. He probably didn't have all this information. I would imagine you didn't have yeah. all this information right Absolutely away, not. right? You no. had to go and research. You Absolutely. had to go and find. But then five also, <laughs> right, five, hey, five years of research five and five years, years of finding, right? But y'all yeah. know on this podcast what we like to do. We like to give away free game, mm-hmm. right? So this is free game. What's the person that you that you also use to publish, man? Because we got to shout her out yeah. because, Let's man, sure I get it right. you know what I'm saying? If, if, if you're using her for not only one but two books, mm-hmm. I mean, this definitely should be someone that yeah, we should uh, recognize, man. The sister is amazing. Um, Cause um, it definitely sounds like she's doing big things, man. And look, we, we we might have to get her on the podcast to talk about publishing, to talk about self-publishing, man. Because that's a thing that I believe, you know what I mean. If you have something, well, uh, let me say it like this: we all have something that we should be writing. We all have a story that needs to be told. And this brother right here wrote and told his story. And this woman, man, she's going to be the one that can teach you to tell your story, bro. And absolutely. even. Even the picture on this book yeah. is literally reversed. Yeah. Like the, the the picture is saying it in itself. Here in America, we're silenced by you know Europeans. On the book, I have a black hand covering a, a European face, um, doing that silencing to them. And even the the name blackwash um, reverses whitewash, and we hear that term like. Uh, I'm not sure if you you follow like how they uh, they create movies of our stories uh, about Egypt or whatever. Uh, what it came out re- uh, two years ago with Gerard Butler. What is the name of it? Uh, Gods of Egypt. That's a story or the Mummy, where they're black locations, black stories. Gods of Egypt had Ra, Amen Ra. Uh, just our goddesses, my uh, some some other people, tough, but they have white people playing these roles, so they're whitewashing our history, in a sense, um, and it happens constantly. 
So I wanted to name it something where now I'm blackwashing their history. I'm blackwashing mm. the things that they have done to us. Um, and I just reversed it. But yeah, her name is Taritha Wright, and her, her website is rightstuffinfo.info. Right, um, W-R-I-G-H-T? Yes, yes, yeah. All right, yep, cool, yep, cool, yep. cool, man. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely want to make sure that I have her um, her information, man, so that I can yeah. put it in the description, man. Most for definitely. People to, and, like, for people to um, to take a part of, man. How much does the book cost? It's $20 paperback, and it's nine ninety nine for the Kindle version. It's also on ebook. And it's also being made currently uh, audiobook. So I'm getting an audiobook made right now. Audio. Are you going to yeah. be the one reading no. it? No, uh, you're not going to be the one nah. reading it. Okay. <laughs> I want to actually get a woman. I had somebody working on it, and uh, unfortunately, she quit during her process. She's saying it was, it was, she had other things going on in her life, mm -hmm. and it was affecting uh, too much work. She couldn't, she couldn't do it, so had to find somebody else. Yeah, um, I so. get you. So yeah. what's what's next for this book, and what's next for Rodney Cloud Hill? So, so what's next for me, man? I wanna I wanna be touring with this. I, I want the world to see this because I know how much it. I know how worth it it is. I mm -hmm. know I know the importance of this narrative flip. How 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 this will change the perspective of the masses if people get it and actually read it and actually talk about it. And that's right. the problem with racism. No one talks about it. No one wants to talk about racism. No one wants to, it's an uncomfortable Other than black people. We yeah, talk yeah. about it, but if we talk about it to the, the common white person, because of course we got allies, and I don't want to discredit the fact that we have white allies. Mm -hmm. um, but the, for the most part, you know, they, they just shut it off. Slavery happened a long time ago. Get over it. But they don't want to talk about redlining and how when the GI Bill first got out, came out, for, for black people who were in our military, we couldn't even get the GI Bill. We couldn't even have the benefits of white people when they got out the military. Um, redlining, keeping us in the same, uh, in the ghettos, uh, keeping us from getting business loans and home loans right. and, and just all forms of things that has happened after slavery. Yeah. And no one t wants to talk about that and how that it still affects us now and why we are in the position that we are in right now. So that literally all that's in the book and it's just being reversed. Um, so yeah, I, I hope people get it and, and understand and not hate what I do. Um, I want white people to be able to read it and understand why I did it and not grasp that hate. Um, right. But yeah, so what's next for me being on this show is what's next for me. <laughs> Building with the black community is what's next for yeah. me. Us doing uh, what you said earlier, meeting once a month, that's what's next for me. Um, continuing my poetry, continuing my passion to help the black community. I didn't tell y'all, um, but I'm into fraternities, Kappa Alpha Psi, Fraternity Incorporated, as well as Prince Hall Free and, uh, Free and Accepted Masons. And uh, I help the black community all the time, so yeah. I'm not just out here writing books. I'm I'm right. in the streets. You got boots on the ground in yeah. these streets. In yeah, these streets, and and we mentor and we give back, and and that's what it's about, man. We have to pick up other people, especially if you're in in a in a better position than some of these people. You have to pick them up. You have to reach back down and get them out of their situation, and that's what a lot of us lack doing. We lack wanting to help that that man or that woman yeah. that needs it the most 
So, but I know you do it, and I love and appreciate you for doing it as well. Absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely. We we're we're at, we're at the point, man. Um, we we understand what's next for you, mm -hmm. man. What are some encouraging words, man, that you can give to people, man, to black people, to mm -hmm. black sisters, to black brothers, man, mm -hmm. just to encourage us along this journey, man. And for real, y'all, I'm not playing. Um, black men, we gonna come together. Yeah. And we need y'all there. We yeah. need y'all there physically and we need y'all there mentally, mm -hmm. man. We are literally at a point, right? I'm at a point where I'm ready to see my brothers grow. Absolutely. Right? Um, Wale said life's better when your nigga's good. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I want all, I want everybody around me to be good. Mm -hmm. I want everybody around me to eat, man. There's mm -hmm. no reason why we all can't be extremely successful and experience mm -hmm. uh, high levels of abundance in our lives, man. So what's the final word that you can give to us, man? Um, I believe in manifestations a whole lot and mm -hmm. speaking things into existence as well as, but speaking it is definitely not the, you know, you have to commit that action. Like right. you said, you're a go-getter. You can't just speak it into existence because at that, that, if you just stop there, you're daydreaming. Right. You're daydreaming at that point. So you have to speak whatever you want to manifest into existence as well as commit that action, plan it out. Plan your attack and go after that attack. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people lack. There's a lot of people who say, I want to do something. I want to do this. But what are you actually doing to commit towards it? So I, I, I want to leave with those words like manifest your own reality, whatever that reality is, but also go after it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Look, y'all, uh, he talked about once. Uh, I want to I want to say this to to, to to sign us off, man. Wants show up in conversation, expectations show up in, in behavior. So like he said, we can all want it, mm -hmm. but to expect it is to actually engage in it yeah. and to actually practice yeah. it, y'all. All right, listen, look, this has been another episode of In My Bag with Backpack Jeff. Today we were in our bag, man, in our mental bag, yo, with the author himself, Rodney Cloud Hill, man. Make sure y'all follow this, brother. Make sure y'all go and support him, man. Grab a copy of the book. Don't grab this copy. This copy is going to be mine. <laughs> All right, look, it's been another episode of In My Bag with Backpack Jeff. Thank you, brother. Until next time. Yes, sir. And that's it. And that's it. And that's that on that. <laughs> that on there. I'm like, well, I keep hearing this, and I keep seeing this shit. Who is, who is saying that? Probably, it's it's probably a DC thing. Probably, probably DC. somebody in music who said that shit. Is what it was. You got a and pen so I can sign this joint, my brother. How much your shirts going for, my brother? Uh, Swine, my brother. the brand and it's got to be attached right now.